0: You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm Michelle Broad, your host. I'm a certified women's health adult nurse practitioner, and I'm a hormone specialist. I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, I'm a mama, and I'm a nana of two, and I'm the founder of the Well Woman Network an online women's health educational portal. And my passion, ladies, is to help you optimize your health by teaching you how to become your number one self-care advocate through teaching you how to understand your health in non-judgmental and a not-too-sciencey or techy way. So with that, let's dive into today's episode. So we've been talking for the last, I think, three or four weeks about hormones and hormone balancing, right? We first started talking out talking about how we understand and how our endocrine system works and, and, and our endocrine system contains all of our different glands and it encompasses all of the hormones that are in our body. Now do you really need to understand all of them? No, there are specific ones that really I want you to know, especially because you're a woman. So last week we talked about one of those, we talked about serotonin and we under, and we talked about why it's important to boost your serotonin levels if you're a woman and how to have balanced serotonin levels. So today I want to talk to you about managing, you know, stress and how do you stay healthy through change? Okay. Because here's the thing. I think as human beings, we are always, always going through changes. They could be small, they could be little, they could be, you know, life events, all kinds of different things. And change can mean something different to all of us. Sometimes change is you're getting married. You're going from being a single person to a married person. Sometimes you're moving from one location to another. Sometimes you're getting a new job. Sometimes you're scaling a new company or you're just starting a brand new company. Sometimes you're you're in your career and you're hot and heavy and you're moving up and onward. And sometimes life throws you a curveball. And you get hit and you get hit with the news that you have a disease or an illness that really takes you and pulls the wool right underneath, you know, the carpet right underneath your feet. Right? So here's the thing, ladies, with change comes growth. Okay. We're always growing and we're always learning. So how do you stay healthy in all of this change that's happening in our life? And for me, I want to talk to you about the importance of prevention. Okay. And we're also going to talk about our stress hormone and how that can affect our health, but how change can cause our cortisol levels to be out and how we have to get them back in. Okay. So here's the things other than maybe getting hit or surprised, you know, with a major illness that comes about, most of us know in advance, some of the changes that are going to happen in our life. For example, you're getting married. You know what date you're getting married. You may be moving. You know what date you're going to be moving. You know, if you're having a special event, you know, the dates, okay. You pretty much know and have a timetable for a lot of the changes that are going to be happening in your life. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people leave things to the very last moment. And they, especially they leave things to the last moment when they have big changes happening in their lives, because big change can cause us to feel, you know, under equipped. It can cause us to sometimes feel paralyzed. It can sometimes raise our anxiety levels and it can just sometimes be overwhelming. And we just stop dead in our tracks and we don't move forward with doing the things that we need to do until it's at the last minute, you know, it's the deadline and we got to get it done. And then we're stressing out over it even more. So preparation is the key to everything. All right. You know, a lot of times I hear people tell me, Michelle, prevention is tough and prevention is expensive. You know, it's, it's tough to get the exercise in every day. It's hard to drink the water every day. It's hard to eat healthier. It's too much of a pain to get more sleep. I just can't do it. Okay. And depending on where you are in your life and what you're doing and what this change entails, yeah, some of those things may be a little bit more difficult, but here's the thing, ladies, illness is very hard to reverse. It's much easier to prevent illness on the forefront than it is to try to reverse it on the back end. So prevention to me is easy. Reversing illness is tough. Okay. And you can quote me on that. You can send it as a Twitter tweet, whatever you want to call it. Right? So if you know when you're having these major life changes, then I want you to start to try to prepare for them well in advance as much as you can. So if you know that you're getting married in a couple of months, start knowing and putting things in that it's going to help you reduce the stress and the things that you need to do along the way. Okay. Start drinking more water, maybe several months before you go, you're, you know, you're going to get married, start eating better, start sleeping better. You know that that day is going to be stressful. Even though it's going to be one of the most beautiful days of your life, it's still going to be stressful and it's going to be stressful planning a wedding you know, you're going to be moving, then write checklists, do things little by little, check off things that you need to do each day. Don't leave the big hall of, Oh my God, we've got to pack the entire house in two days. And I've got to move an entire family across state lines, you know, in two days, of course, your cortisol is going to be an overload and you are going to reap the bad repercussions of your cortisol being stressed. Okay. So preparation is the way to go. So with that, I want to lead us into talking about the topic today that I told you we we're going to talk about, and that's cortisol and how your stress hormone affects your overall health. So you may or may not know that cortisol is also known as your stress hormone, and sometimes it can bring negative connotations to mind. That is stress, or you hear the word cortisol, and a lot of things come to mind because people don't really understand this hormone. Okay. And they think, oh my God, cortisol is always bad. It is not always bad. Okay, ladies, it plays an important role in a lot of your bodily functions aside from being part of your stress response. When cortisol is ever present due to chronic and persistent stress, it can cause damaging health problems that can take months to reverse if you even can do that. Okay. So today I want to talk to you about how cortisol works and when stress impacts your health. So we're going to look at a couple things. We're going to talk about what does cortisol do. Then we're going to look at what causes some cortisol imbalances. Okay. Then we're going to look at the negative effects of stress on your body. Okay. Like what we just talked about by not being prepared. Then we're going to move into what you can do to keep cortisol balanced. Okay. And I think you're going to really understand a little bit more about this hormone in a non-sciencey way. And I hope that you get something out of it and you'll be able to walk away with some things and be able to go, ah, okay, now I understand a little bit more because that's my intent. Ladies, my intent is for you to start understanding the relationship of these hormones to your body and to the symptoms that you could be having so that when you have these symptoms, sometimes you can go, oh, maybe it's because I've been under stress. Oh, and maybe it's because my cortisol is a little bit elevated or different things like that. Okay. That's becoming your number one self-care advocate. It's when you start to becoming aware of your body and what's going on inside of it, and you can try to do something about it. Okay. All right. So let's take a look first at what does cortisol do? Cortisol helps ladies in regulating blood pressure, it helps in regulating glucose for metabolism. It helps in keeping inflammation down. It controls your sleep-wake cycle. It helps in formulating memory and many other essential automatic behaviors. So a lot of times if you have that brain fog, ladies, it's because you know, formulating your memory, your cortisol level sometimes can be on an overdrive and that can cause you to have brain fog. You ever know that you might have some of that? Yeah, could very well be that. So here's the thing. When you're under threat, whether it's real or it's perceived, your hypothalamus in your brain signals to your body, okay? Then your adrenal gland releases cortisol. So cortisol is produced in your adrenal glands. And your adrenal glands are like two little kidney type things and they sit on top of your kidneys. So they're back there in your back, but they're really small. They look like little um, kidney beans, I should say, so to speak, right? And along with adrenaline, they act as part of your body's flight or flight response. So when you have a scare, when you feel like threatened, that's what's going on. In response, these two hormones cause your body's heart rate to increase. They cause your muscles to tense up and they cause your body, your blood pressure to elevate, and they cause your focus to sharpen. So hypothetically, If let's say you are walking down, it's a dark alley, don't know if you'd be doing this by yourself, but hypothetically go with me here and you hear some footsteps behind you. Okay. What happens? You get afraid. You start thinking about, oh my God, who's back there? How am I going to get out of this? What if they're going to hurt me? all these other things. So what happens? You start walking faster. You're starting to think about how can I, what can I do? How can I get out of this situation? Where's my car? How far? I'm getting my keys out. And you are just focused. So at that moment, your adrenaline is rising. Okay. Your cortisol is going up. Your blood pressure is now rising because it's signaling to your body that you need to do something. Okay. What happens? Your sensation to have to go to the bathroom stops. You don't need to eat or digest that stops. So everything in your body, when you are in that moment of acute stress, everything that is not part of that flight and fight response to help you get away from your enemy stops. Okay. So then you see, Oh, there's the exit. You get to the exit. You see your car. You don't hear this the steps anymore behind you. And you go, you get in your car, you lock the door and you're like, Oh God. Okay. Everything's done and over. You start to relax. That cortisol level starts to drop. That adrenaline starts to drop. Things start to go back to normal in about half an hour. or So you may feel like you have to go to the bathroom because all this was was shut off for that period of time. You might even be a little bit hungry. Okay. Because those things were temporarily shut off. But here's the thing. That is the response that is meant to happen here and there, okay? It is not meant to be something that is going on on a constant daily basis, okay? But what happens is today we have a lot of other stressors. We can't, some people can't, you know, are financially stressed. Some people have illness stresses. Some people have relationship stresses. Some people have many different stresses going on. And what those daily stresses do, they cause that that fight or fight response to constantly be triggered, and it 's always on so adrenaline's going, cortisol is going, and what can happen is after a while, you can start feeling very, very tired, very worn out, very fatigued, you know you can just feel very displaced out of your own body okay, but a lot of people live in that chronic and that chronic stress state. A lot of people are feeling anxious all the time. And when you feel anxious and you're having those panic attacks, that is kind of like a flight or fight response that's happening in your body. Okay. Your heart starts to race, your hands start to get sweaty. You, you know, you kind of feel like, oh my God, everything's closing in around me. That's the sensation. Okay. So there's many things that can cause your cortisol to be imbalanced day-to-day stress can. Okay. So here's the thing. Your normal body causes cortisol levels to rise and fall during the day. That's just how it does. That's in normal rhythm. For example, it dips at nighttime to allow you to sleep and it goes back to normal when you're awake. But there are some things ladies, and there's some factors that can throw your cortisol off balance. Okay. And they are the following. Sometimes you can have issues with your pituitary gland. Okay, because your pituitary gland, just so that you know, just for a little reference, is the master gland because it controls the release of other hormones, including cortisol. So if you have some illnesses or some conditions that affect your pituitary, like hyperpituitaryism, you have a benign pituitary tumor, maybe you've got cancer, all of those type of things can increase your cortisol levels. Okay. So that's why if you're not feeling good, you always need to go to your medical provider and make sure that all the big stuff is ruled out before you just say that you have little stuff like, you know, adrenal fatigue and different things like that. Okay. Another thing that can cause your cortisol imbalance is circulating estrogen. So during pregnancy or when you're undergoing estrogen therapy, you'll have higher levels of circulating estrogen. When you have higher circulating degrees of estrogen, this can lead to higher cortisol levels in your blood. This also can happen when you've got PMS and you've got higher estrogen levels than you do of progesterone levels. It can cause an imbalance. And there's some medications out there too that have side effects that include triggering increased levels of cortisol. Okay. These are known as corticosteroid prescriptions, and you might know them as asthma as your inhalers. Sometimes people will give you a medrol dose pack. Some people are on steroids because they have chronic arthritis. All of these can increase cortisol production, and it can play a factor in getting your cortisol's natural rhythm and production off track. Okay. All right. So let's see what are some of the negative effects of stress on our body. And I already alluded to some of those earlier. So when you feel fatigued, either mentally or physically, your body's default behavior is to release stress hormones. That is to provide a temporary, (coughs) excuse me, excuse me there. Okay. It is to provide a temporary energy boost. So if you're experiencing chronic stress, ladies, your body is on constant high alert, making you feel constantly fatigued. Cortisol releases, then becomes almost constant instead of being an occasional response like I talked about earlier. Okay? So here's the thing. Cortisol makes your blood pressure increase during the stress response, which is okay if it's not a regular occurrence. However, constant high blood pressure is not good for the body because it can damage your blood vessels and cause a buildup of plaque in your arteries, which can lead to coronary artery disease, which can then lead to the possibility of a heart attack and or stroke. Okay? You know those terms. They're not big words. All right. So as your body responds to stress, ladies, it shuts down other functions like I just talked about, such as your digestive system. That's why if you have chronic stress, you may experience indigestion, constipation, bloating, or diarrhea. Worse, you can even develop an ulcer. It can lead to possibly colitis or even irritable bowel syndrome. All right. Stress can also make you gain unwanted weight and you can become obese if you don't control it. This is because one function of cortisol is to encourage fat storage as part of the stress response. Okay. Like in our ancestors day, when they were out fighting, you know, tigers and lions and bears, they may be going without food for a while if that was something that was going on. So cortisol triggers fat storage so that they were not hungry, but we don't need that same type of fat storage response today. You know, because we don't have, we're not fighting tigers, lions, and bears. But like I said, we have those other daily stresses that can mimic and do the same thing. So it can cause that, you know, belly bloat in the front here. You know, you have that belly, big belly. Yeah. Cause what is that? Oh, whatever. But anyways, it can cause a big belly in front. I forgot the name of what people call that. So here's the thing, ladies, just to remember that chronic stress can increase cortisol and it can suppress your immune system as well with with your comprised with a compromised immunity you're going to be more vulnerable to colds and other illnesses such as food allergies and autoimmune disease okay and we know that we've just come out of a huge huge stressful two years okay that has played a huge impact on a lot of people's immune system that's why we were talking about for two years during the pandemic here's how you build your immune system here's how you build your immune system but here's the thing ladies going back, reverting all the way back to what I was talking about at the very beginning of the podcast under prevention. Okay. You need to be building your immune system all the time, not just, you know, for periods of stress, you need to be building it on a daily basis and not having to worry about, Oh my God, you know, am I putting myself at risk? The better your immune system is the lower that you are at risk for some of those viruses and other things that can come along. Okay. All right. So now that we talked about, you know, the negative effects of stress on your body, we talked about what can cause a cortisol imbalance. Okay. We talked about what cortisol does. Now let's look at, you know, what we can do to keep cortisol balanced. Okay. Because it's not about the things that we can't control, right? But it's about the things that we can control. And what we can control is prevention. So I'm all about talking about what we can do as women to be our number one self-care advocates. What can we do to keep ourselves healthy? All right. So with the important role that cortisol plays, okay, it is important to keep your overall health and well-being. You must try to keep your cortisol levels balanced. So we're going to talk about some natural ways to achieve that here. And like I said, these are not going to be new. Oh my God, you've never heard of these things before but it's always good to reiterate those things so that you can continue to hear them over and over again and i try to bring to you like i've always talked to you about to show you how you know eating better how sleeping better how exercising you know is going to affect different parts of your body and all the time you cannot just say like okay if you drink water it's going to be just good for this one thing no drinking water is going to be good for a lot of things so i try to show you the whole gamut of how something might be good for you okay so here's the thing Respond to stress in the right way. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. Stress is a normal part of life, ladies, and there is no way that we are going to get around it. Okay. Because you just cannot control everything. What you can do is to learn how to respond to stress the right way so that you can minimize its impact on your life. You can take time to practice self-care. Okay. Now that's a big word. You probably heard it a lot. It's a buzzword. It's thrown around a lot, but self-care helps you to get your body back to where it needs to be. And it helps you to respond to stress in the right way. So now I know we all can't sit on the beach, you know, having somebody bring us little pink drinks, you know, with little fruit stuff in it and little umbrellas on the top and just doing everything for us. That's just not a reality, but you can learn to manage stress better. And here's how you do it. Number one, you can do breathing exercises throughout your day. So you can practice deep breathing, which will help you relax and therefore reduce your stress. You can also do five or 10 minutes of meditating, even right at your desk. You can do some yoga stretches. You can go get a massage. You can do any of these things that will help reduce your stress and in return, lower your cortisol levels. Okay. Get out, walk, smell the flowers, go do something happy, laugh, go buy somebody else behind you a coffee at Starbucks Get that serotonin going because when you get that serotonin going by boosting it, by doing good things for other people, by smiling, you also, at the same time, are going to be lowering your cortisol levels. Okay? Next is write in a journal. Get a journal and write your thoughts and feelings. It will help you, ladies, to release your stress. It will help you to understand your feelings more clearly, and it will help you to take back control of your emotions in the face of future stress triggers. Okay? Write down what triggers your stress. When you know what triggers it, you can kind of see it coming and you can kind of try to help yourself avoid it. All right. It's always good to write and get shit out of your head and out of your heart and put it onto paper. And then sometimes even go burn it and let it go. Okay. Next one is, I love this. It's to listen to music because music makes you feel good and it can reduce your stress and it can reduce your anxiety levels. Certain types of music, such as classical instrumental can also increase the release of your happy hormones. Did you know that? Research shows that classical and instrumental music can help release your happy hormones. And that is one of your serotonin. We talked about it last week. But me, I'm a country girl fave. You'll always hear that or you'll hear Christian music on my radio. One of the two. I don't like news. I don't want to hear that stuff. And, you know, I used to listen to pop and all that regular stuff, but I'm more of a country girl. All right. The next is to improve your lifestyle. Okay. So here's the thing. Your lifestyle has much to do with how you deal with stress in your life. So what you're doing in your life affects how you're going to be able to handle stress. So don't forget to eat healthy and be as physically active as possible. Okay. Because when you are eating crappy and you are not giving your cells any nutrition, then your cells cannot respond in a good way. They cannot, you know, they can't make new, better, good cells to put it that way. All right. And when you're constantly plaguing your body with junk and crappy food, you're going to feel tired. You're not going to have any energy. You're going to be overweight. You're not going to want to move your body. You're going to feel sluggish and all those other things. Okay. And here's the other thing. If you really want to lower your cortisol level, get out and get physically active. There is nothing better to lower cortisol in your body. If you are a high stress person than to get out and burn energy. I don't care if you play basketball, play tennis, you go for a vigorous walk, you bike ride, you swim, just do some form of physical energy and get your body moving so that it burns some of that stress off. Okay? So here's the thing. I want to end on this note. Cortisol, it is called the stress hormone because it's an essential element of your body's response to stress. So it's an essential element. It needs to be there to respond to major, major stresses. Okay? because that's what it was designed for when we were created, you know, tigers, bears, and lions fighting them off. That's what it was there for, but we don't have those today, but it's still there and it's still acting as a, as a very vital element of our body's stress response. Your body is resilient ladies, and it can bounce back from high and low cortisol levels, but chronic stress can cause dangerous imbalances in your body. It can cause you to feel very fatigued and it can cause a whole host of other things. And I think I did a podcast maybe a year ago about adrenal fatigue. So if you want to go back and look in our archives, be more than happy to go back and listen to that episode. If I find it, I'll reference it in the show notes. So here's the thing. I want you to follow some of the above suggestions that we talked about to get your cortisol under control. Listen to music, write in a journal, exercise, eat healthy, breathe, do something fun for yourself, get some more self care, and really just start to focus and look at the areas that are causing stress in your life and see what you can do to be prepared in advance and put some prevention in place to help you with these things. The more you are prepared, the better off you are going to be. All right. All right, ladies. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope you got something from that. I hope it wasn't too techy for you that you walked away understanding a little bit more about your cortisol level and how to handle change and deal with change because it usually will bring up stress. Okay. Be, prefer- be prepared. Prevention is the best medicine. It's easier to prevent something than it is to try to reverse it. Always remember that. So ladies, Thank you so much. And this episode, just want to let you know, is being sponsored by our Your Wellness Journey program. It's my new one-on-one program where I help you to find your own wellness journey and help you optimize your health. This program is a kind of hybrid program. It's part basics and foundation, and then it's part customized. So it's going to be designed by you and me together. And it's a three-month program where we are going to look at number one, you know, what is going on in your life? And like, we're going to dissect it down to the minute. Okay. Then we're going to take a look at your hormones. If that's some, an area that we need to look at, and then you're going to pick different areas that you would like to work on based on a bunch of different modules that I've designed for you. So that's kind of like where you get to choose and you get to customize it. The other parts are going to kind of be me walking you through these other areas because we have to teach you the foundations of health and we have to get your hormones in balance. And then you get to pick the other areas that you want to work on. It's three months. We meet once a month for a phone call. There's group coaching. There's a private Facebook group. There's calls. You can email me. And if you need supplement recommendations, I can go ahead and give you supplement recommendations. So it's a great program. I'm in a beta phase. So we are looking for 10 to 14 women to be part of this beta phase. We'd like to see 10. If it's something that you think you might be interested, go to wellwomannetwork.com and go to work with me. There it talks all about it. You can click on one of the links and if if it's something you want to do, please schedule a 20-minute free call. It's free. There's no obligation whatsoever. If after the call, you don't want to work with me, you don't think it's something for you, absolutely no obligation whatsoever. This is just a 20-minute call to get to know me and for me to get to know you to see if we would be good to work together. So just click that. You'll be taken to one of my Calendly pages. You can then schedule appointment and we'll hop on the phone through Zoom and we will see each other face-to-face and we'll chat and we'll get to know each other and see what we can do. So again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I encourage you, please hit us up over at Well Woman Network on Instagram. Leave us a DM, like our post, like our stories. Um, Come on over, join our Well Woman Network, our Well Woman 360 group over on Facebook. Check out our brand new redesigned website at wellwomannetwork.com. We would love you to go there and see what you think about it. You know, we've got a couple freebies there for you. Follow us here on the podcast, hit the follow button, you know, and please do me a favor. If you know somebody that this episode would be really good for, or that they could listen and they would learn something from it, please share the podcast. It's with your help that we grow this podcast. So just hit the share button. You can text it to your girlfriends. You can send it through um, Instagram. I mean, you can send it through Facebook, instant messenger, you know, and say, hey, this is a great podcast. I would love for you to listen, or just found this. I think it'd be great you could share that with four or five of your girlfriends, it would greatly bless us over here and it would help us grow this podcast immensely. So ladies, until next week, you know what I always say, may God richly bless your life. And until next week, bye for now.